Word on the street. 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 Good afternoon and welcome to Word on the Street. It's currently 1-2 and you're listening to Word on the Street on Demon FM and live from De Montfort University Food Village. I'm Carolina and I'm here with my co-host Leah. We have Leanne driving the desk back in the studio and Jinge as our producer. Yes, and today we are broadcasting from the Food Village here at DMU for our live Christmas on Campus show. We have a really fun game for you to get involved with today, a Christmas trivia. The rules of the game are quite simple. You come and you do a lucky dip in a bag filled with silver and red bubbles. If you get a red bubble, you have a Christmas riddle to answer. And if you get a silver one, you answer a Christmas-related general knowledge question. If you get the answer right, you win a prize. That's right. If you guess the correct answer, we have amazing prizes here up for grabs. We have a £25 voucher from Coco and more, another £25 voucher from the vintage scene, sorry, and finally a voucher for a personalised giant cookie from Millie's Cookies. And if you're wondering what is a giant personalised cookie, just pop onto their Instagram to find out at Millie's Cookies Leicester. Um, if you can't make it to the food village today, though, don't worry. Our online listeners can also get involved. Keep your eyes on our Twitter because we are going to tweet out a question and whoever answers correctly will be entered into a prize draw for your chance to win a 45-minute photo shoot voucher from Wink Photography. So I hope you've got an eye on our Twitter at DemonFM because the question is going to be tweeted right now. You have until the end of the show to get your answer in. The question is, what is Frosty the Snowman's nose made of? Tweet your answers now to be entered into the prize draw. Uh, to be eligible to participate in all the, give you, the giveaways, you need to be at least um, 18 years old and reside or have the opportunity to come to Leicester. Today we also have an interview with Nick Cole, the director of Operation Christmas Child. We spoke about the importance of gift giving to the less fortunate this Christmas. We also have a thought-provoking interview with Chris Desai from the U Ocean Project, where we talked about cleaning the river and the dangers of microplastics in our water. Uh, let's not forget our special artist spotlight. Stay tuned till the end to find out who it is. And today is the last day of term, so pop up into our Twitter at DemonFM to tell us what are you planning to do on your Christmas break. You are listening to Word on the Street. Get involved with the show and tweet us at DemonFM on Twitter. We just tweeted our giveaway question at DemonFM on Twitter, which is, what is Frosty the Snowman's nose made of? If you guess correctly, you're going to be entered into our Christmas prize draw. And while you're doing that, let's talk about other ways to give away this Christmas. We all know that times are tough for everyone in the world right now, but most of us do love to give back to those in need, especially around Christmas. I had an interview with Nick Cole from Operation Christmas Child, an organization dedicated to giving children in need the Christmas they deserve. Word on the street. 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 Hello everyone, I'm here with Nick Cole from Operation Christmas Child. Nick Cole is the director. Nice to have you here with me, Nick. Thank you very much, Leah, and welcome to your listeners. What is Operation Christmas Child's origin story? Okay, I need to take you back all of 32 years. Here on our TV screens in the UK, we saw the terrible plight of orphans in Romania as the state orphanage system uh, collapsed. And uh, there was a sort of outpouring of generosity from the, the uh, UK community. People were putting stuff in vans and just driving them across to Romania. And there was a group of Christian friends in Wrexham who wanted to respond, said, okay, let's take blankets and equipment 
but why don't we fill shoeboxes with toys because it was coming up to Christmas uh, for the for the children. And so that was the beginning of Operation Christmas Child. They took 3,000 uh, shoeboxes that first year in 1990 to Romania. And then the, the project caught on. Since then, in the UK, over 22 million shoeboxes have been given. But it's also a global project. Wow, that's actually really inspiring. I love to hear that. Just making children happy all over the globe. It's, it's actually amazing. How does Operation Christmas Child actually work? How are the logistics of this organisation? Well, to take you through the journey of a shoebox, so to speak, our supporters pick out a wonderful gifts to give to the children, fun toys, school supplies and so on. So we gather in all the shoeboxes through a network of a thousand drop-off points each third week of November. Then we bring in vans the shoeboxes into processing centres, warehouses that we temporarily occupy around the country. And then we thousands of volunteers uh, show up and uh, check those boxes, carton them up and then put them on trucks or sea containers to travel out to to countries around the world. Incredibly, uh, we're getting to bring these wonderful gifts of joy and hope to children in over 100 countries. Wow, that is amazing. Over 100 countries. That is just such a large area to cover as well. So honestly, applause to you. So we were talking about how you are, you know, operating all over the world. Do you also accept donations all over the world or is it just in specific parts? No, we have about eight countries where we raise up the donated uh, shoe boxes. New this year, actually, is South Korea. It's been very challenging to start the project during the pandemic period, but also uh, Australia, uh, New Zealand, sending out into Southeast Asia, as I mentioned. The Canadians are also in on the act, and uh, they take responsibility for Central America, so countries like Nicaragua and Honduras, places like that, that are receiving the shoe boxes. Japan do a few, and also Finland and Spain. Although my special favourite, I just want to mention, is the Faroe Islands. There's an incredible bunch of ladies up there who've mobilised the community to pack shoe boxes. There's only 50,000 people in the islands. They packed over 3,000 boxes, and then they do a deal with the fishermen. So they pallet up the uh, shoe boxes, shrink wrap them, and stick them on the uh, boats that would normally be bringing fish. So the fishing boat comes into Hull in the north of England and then gets offloaded and uh, we actually got to check the shoe boxes from the Faroe Islands. And they're wonderful boxes. Yeah, we just love to see that and, and super generosity from the people in the Faroe Island. That's amazing. That actually gives me a lot of faith in humanity. <laughs> so um, just a quick question as well. Are you still accepting donations for this Christmas? Yes, we are. The main way we're accepting donations is through packing a shoebox online. People go to our website, uh, samaritans-purse.org.uk and then follow the links to pack a shoebox online. What you do is you make a donation of £20 and then we use that donation to buy the gift that you then select. You go through a process, you know, choose a, a shoebox for a boy, age 10 to 14, 5 to 9, 2 to 4. And then depending on the tree, the decision tree you go through, you choose from a range of gifts, uh, toys, school supplies, personal care items. And then we take a note of that. A pick list is created. And then we've got a team of uh, volunteers and they are right now uh, packing up those gift. Well over 23,000 boxes have been donated, but yeah, we'd love to see more there. That's great. So, Nick, I can tell that you're very passionate about this entire organisation. So I want to ask you, have you personally learned any life lessons while being involved with Operation Christmas Child? Yeah, I think the, the main thing would be resourcefulness. 
it's incredible to see the lengths to which our partners go overseas to bring joy and hope to the children. So in my leadership, what I've learned is to not try and be the superhero, but to influence and raise up a community of people around me that together we can uh, bring people's different skills and resources into play. Wonderful. And my final question is, how can our listeners stay in touch with Operation Christmas Child? Really, the uh, website and social media channels are the best way. So our website is samaritans-purse.org.uk. But do also just search for Operation Christmas Child UK on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. And that will give you the, so the, the latest pictures and updates. So you'll see the lorries being loaded with the, the shoeboxes. You'll see scenes from our processing centres, an update on how various uh, appeals are going, uh, video snippets from places like Ukraine with the partners explaining what's happening with the donations and the the gifts that we're making. So yeah, just uh, warmly welcome your listeners to have a dig around and find out a bit more about Samaritan's Purse and the Operation Christmas Child Project. That's brilliant. Thank you so much for talking with me, Nick. You're very welcome. Thank you, Leah, for the opportunity to share something that I'm clearly very passionate about. And that was Leah speaking with Nick from Operation Christmas Child. If you are interested in giving away this Christmas, just go onto their website www.samaritans-purse.org.uk or Google Operation Christmas Child and pack a box online or learn more about what you can do to help. You can also follow them on their social media at Christ- Operation Christmas Child for updates and behind the scenes of sending the two boxes across the world. It's honestly something about watching those children in need, opening those Christmas boxes and seeing their little faces light up. It's actually just the most adorable thing. Thank you so much to Nick for talking to us and hopefully some of our listeners now feel inspired to support the cause. And for those who are just joining us, we have a giveaway over on Twitter of a photo shoot with Wink Photography. Uh, Just answer this question correctly. What is Frosty the Snowman's nose made of? And you will be entered into our prize draw. We have now here with us someone who wants to participate in our giveaway. So please tell us your name. Uh, Hello, I'm Roz. Hello, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too. So would you like to take a bubble out of our special, special bag and see what you get? Try not to look. Yeah, Yeah, try not to look. That's the one. All right, we have a red Red. one, which means a riddle. Leah, would you... Okay. Yeah, I'm going to read you a riddle now. Okay, you ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. Although it might look like I belong on your toes, I'm hung up for, hung up for gifts, as every person knows. What am I? Do you want me Christmas to read it again? Socks. Oh, do you want me to read it again? Okay. Although it might look like I belong on your toes, I'm hung up for gifts, as every person oh, knows. Oh, stocking. You got it. Yeah. Yeah. You got it. Yay, we, have a we have a winner. Um, okay. Rose so wins the. What does Rose win? Well, you're the first one here, so we'll give we'll give you the opportunity to choose your favorite price. Okay. Okay. What what what, what do you like? Um, I'll I'll go for the vintage stuff. Nice. Yeah, Enjoy. That was the twenty-five pound vintage scene All gift right. card. Enjoy Thank that, Rose. Much. Thank you so much for joining us. Okay, we're going to have a quick break. Don't forget to tweet us at DemonFM to let us know what you're planning to do on Christmas break. Carolina, since it's the last day of term and it's so close to Christmas, I want a confession from you. 
What was the worst Christmas present you've ever given to someone? Mm, well, I'm going to be honest. I like to proud myself of being, um, in my humble opinion, of course, <laughs> a great gift giver. But I must admit that a few years back, I think I gave someone a book that someone had given to me first. But to be honest, I was probably not going to read it. So if we think about it, I was mainly being sustainable, you know? Love that. Love that. What about you? you? Honestly, I'll be real, the worst present I've ever given someone was literally nothing, Soz. That's honestly nothing compared to what my dad gave me one Christmas though, an extension cord. Oh, but that's useful. Yeah, he's an engineer, you can tell. <laughs> uh, anyways, <laughs> we took to the streets of Leicester and asked people what was the worst gift they've ever given. I re-gifted um, this weird statue with like cats on it. <laughs> that had their, like, covered their mouth that I got from my auntie that I hated. Primark socks. So for Secret Santa, I got my housemate socks with all of our faces personalised on it, and it was just like loads of mug shots. So, yeah, creative, but I wouldn't want it. Uh, the worst present I ever gave was I gave him a book, but then it turned out they already had the book. I've given my grandma a bouquet of flowers, which she was allergic to, but I didn't know that. But she loved it. She still kept it, even though she was allergic. She just kept it in a room where she didn't go at all. I think I gave someone a full pack of Foster's Lager once, which is a terrible beer. My worst gift was uh, socks. I re-gifted someone a, um, a water bottle. It hadn't been used, but like it was a really, really ugly water bottle. So I just gave, the, I gave someone that for Secret Santa. People seem to hate getting and giving socks as a present, don't they? Yeah. I mean, personally, I don't like getting socks, but that's just because I only use black socks. That That's my default. Mm -hmm. But I have a couple of friends that would definitely love to get a pair of funky socks for Christmas. Uh, now, we're still on the DMU's Food Village, and it's not too late to get involved in our uh, massive Christmas giveaway. We still have Cocoa Moore and Millie's Cookies a giant personalized cookie to win but we have right now here's someone to try and win something what's your name uh, i'm emily carver harris <laughs> hello nice to meet you before we start let me just ask you a question uh, do you ever what's the worst christmas present you've ever given i generally try and do a really good job i think oh, okay. the worst i've ever got given is like a chocolate bar because oh, like that's all not I bad because of someone <laughs> I've got, I've got two friends and I've given them both the same chocolate bar. <laughs> Love that. Well, if you'd like to take our ball from the bag without looking. Red baubles a riddle, silver baubles a general knowledge. We have oh, a red one. She's got a red. Again. Okay, are you ready? You have a riddle. I'm going to read it to you. Open me every day for something that can be beat. Behind it. Behind each of the doors, you will discover a, tr a tasty treat. What am I? Advent calendar. Yay! Well done. <laughs> All right. You have the opportunity to pick one. Have the cookie. You can have the cookie. Yay, cookie's gone. Cookie's gone, guys. <laughs> Thank you so much for getting involved. Thank you. That's brilliant. Okay, so guys, don't forget to get involved online at Demon FM and answer our giveaway question. What was Frosty the Snowman's nose made of in order to be entered into the prize draw? And tell us about your plans for Christmas break. You are listening to Word on the Street. Get involved with the show and tweet us at Demon FM on Twitter. Don't forget to get involved with the Christmas giveaway online at Demon FM on Twitter or visit us here at DMU Food Village because we still have a £25 
voucher from Coco Amor to win, which is a chocolate store. And listen, if you guys don't take it, I will. So there's still, <laughs> some, yes, there's still some time to get involved with the online giveaway too. Go over to our Twitter at DemonFM and answer our giveaway question to be entered into our magical prize draw. Good luck. Yeah, guys, because if you win, you're going to be winning a 45-minute uh, photo shoot, yeah, which is and, amazing. And you can take up to six people, by the way. So it doesn't even have to just be you. You can you can take your friends, too. So again, please enter, because if you don't, we're going to take the prize with us. <laughs> okay, there's still... Um, sorry. Um, again, tweet us. Don't forget, win the prizes. Now, we're currently joined by Eden and Chris. Was it Chris? Charlie, Charlie sorry. <laughs> so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. And they're going to enter our prize giveaway. Um, as I explained before, a red bauble is a riddle and a silver bauble is general knowledge. So if one of you want to just put your hand in the bag without looking, no peeking. There you go. <laughs> oh, you a got red a red bauble. Wow, another <laughs> okay. one. Okay, so we're going to give you a riddle now. Um, right. Let me decide which one. Mm. I drop from the sky far more beautiful than rain. There are no two pieces that will ever look the same. What am I? Snowflake. That's Snowflake. right. You got it right. <laughs> and you guys won the Coco Amor voucher, 25 pound voucher. It's just right there in front of you. Yeah, you can take it and enjoy fabulous chocolate, I would assume. It is so nice from there as well. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. Uh, so now Carolina interviewed Chris Desai from the UO. U Ocean project about his organization's efforts to keep our water clean. U Ocean has dedicated volunteers who go out on boats and tidy up big bodies of water all over the country, even the River Saw in Leicester. Chris shared some knowledge with us. Oh, what is the U-Ocean Project? The U-Ocean Project is a mission to clean, protect and restore the world's oceans by 2050. The project presents a three-step approach. What are these three steps and how or why are they important? So we started with cleanups and we engaged communities all around the world to go out on their canals, their rivers, their beaches to pick up plastics. But ultimately we realised that there is a bigger problem at hand. So we thought, okay, we can clean up. What's the next step? And the next step was um, education. So we go into schools, we do projects with uh, anywhere from primary school to universities. And then we thought to ourselves, okay, if we clean up and we educate, then what is the next step? How are we going to get everybody to join in? So we thought legislation is the, the only option. So it's clean, educate and legislate, a three-tiered approach. And how close or far are we from picking up the 1 billion kilos of plastic? 1 billion kilos, that figure was brought about when we started the project two and a half years ago. And we are far, far, far from our target, but we have started phenomenally. And actually, we've, you know, removed around 400,000 kilos so far. Um, and that's with 4,500 volunteers. That's impacting over 21,000 people that we've spoken to. So we're, we're off to a good start, but we still have a long way to go. And that's why we're introducing river barriers. So with the river barriers that we're setting up all over the UK and over Asia and Africa, the tide or the currents will actually bring the plastic to us and we can just remove it. So we're removing tons and tons and tons of plastic every single week. So we're on our way to our 1 billion kilos. What do you do with the collected plastic? We work with local councils, private companies, the government on recycling what we can. 
ultimately, a lot of the plastic that we collect is non-recyclable because it's single-use plastics or it's been in the ocean or a river for so long that it started to degrade. So plastics like that, we have uh, no options but to try and recover the energy. Um, and that can be done through multiple ways. Um, but ultimately, we're trying to avoid putting it into landfill. You are currently collecting samples of water to check for microplastics, at least here in Leicester. How does that work? Yeah, so we've partnered with another charity called the Ghost Foundation, and that's Dr. Dryden and Diane. And with that, we're basically supplied with these tubes that are half a litre, and we dip them into the water. It's got a filter paper in it, and from that paper, we then take that once it's filtered and put it under the microscope to see the devastation that is happening in our waterways. What dangers do microplastics create for both the environment and our bodies? In animals, um, the research is indicating that it affects hormones. Um, but with the human body, we're finding it in the placentas of pregnant women. We're finding it in our bloodstreams, in our organs. Um, you know, it's about seven out of every 10 people test positive for microplastic. And we're not sure what's going to be the ultimate consequence of that. And that's why it's so important to be sampling waters all around the world to see how far is this problem? Where is it coming from? And, and how can we ultimately solve that? What are the key ways to reduce the amount of microplastics in the waters? Ooh, so this is a tricky question. There's no plastic being polluted, then it wouldn't break down into microplastics. So what we're doing is looking at packaging, consumer products, you know, the, the plastic that we're finding. How can we petition to get these companies to stop? How can we educate people to think about the planet before they pollute? So it's it's not an easy thing to actually try and solve because it's multifaceted. We need to work with governments, we need to work with brands, and we need to work obviously with people. What should or could corporations do to be more earth conscious? I think to be honest, they need to put planet before profit. You know, a lot of these companies aren't willing to lose territory to be more sustainable. You have got companies, you know, that are working on ESG and CSR strategies. And we're working with a couple of companies that have made that conscious choice to say, you know, to ask for help. We've got some big companies that are sponsoring us to go in and look at their supply chains, look at the life cycle of their products, analyze their carbon footprints. Is there alternatives to their plastic packaging? So I think companies need to really reach out to NGOs. They need to reach out to scientists. They need to reach out to researchers and not just take a blind eye to it and think this is someone else's problem. Because if they wasn't providing that plastic packaging, it wouldn't be polluted. What can our listeners do to join or support the cause? I would love every single person listening to, to sign up to Ocean Project um, on Instagram and things like that. You can come join us on our cleanups. Uh, there's a big friendly group of us. Uh, we try and make it a bit different. So we'll have some food. Uh, we'll have some music on. Like We make these litter picks really fun and engaging because we believe that, you know, conservation isn't for one type of person. Conservation is for everyone. You know, the, the planet environmental issues is what unites us all so yeah just join us on social media go on www.uocean.org and yeah just uh hit us up and that was me speaking with chris the founder of U ocean project i will definitely try and join their cleanups next year because this is just an such an important cause, especially now that we're finding microplastics in animals and in our bodies, which is 
crazy. That's pretty serious. <laughs> uh, so if you are interested in joining the cleanups or keeping uh, yourself updated, just follow the project on social media at UOcean Project or type UOcean and then your city because they have branches all over the UK. It always gives me so much faith in humanity whenever I hear people doing amazing things for the planet like that. Thank you to Chris and everyone involved with UOcean for genuinely caring about our planet. Your efforts definitely don't go unnoticed. Definitely. So we're near the end of the show, but there's still enough time for you to enter our online giveaway over at Demon FM on Twitter. We only have one answer. So if you want a chance to win, please go into this. Uh, the answer, um, uh, the answer, um, answer our question, uh, which is what is Frosty the Snowman's nose made of to be entered into our prize on? The winner will be announced right after this quick break also. It is the last day of term, so tell us if you have any special plans for this Christmas break. Good luck and happy tweet in. Since it's the last day of term today, we asked students at DMU what uh, they do to de-stress from uni during their Christmas break. I watch a lot of films with my family. Um, I'm going to see my home friends, which often makes me feel less stressed. And yeah, just have again dedicated days of like, I'm gonna do work today, I'm not gonna do work today, kind of thing. Normally, I travel a lot. I visit some of the places like reading, sometimes in London, uh, sometimes go to Newcastle for visiting that area. Spend time with family, uh, do things I love to do, so hobbies, maybe paint or take photos or something. This is gonna be my first break over here in UK, so I'll be traveling to Manchester first, going to visit my relatives and a few friends and have some good dinner and lunch, you know, try traditional food around uh, UK. I party a lot. Always in my choice, I just go to, to the gym. I prefer to practice sports, go walk with the girls, something like that. I think over Christmas, I'm just going to like separate days to spend time with family and friends, I think. And then other times I just write a fat list just to get down what I need to do. And then I'm going to have dedicated days to do that, I think. I love some of the responses there, especially the guy who said he goes out for a walk with girls. <laughs> what a ladies man. But I do love going out for evening walks though to distress. I definitely relate with the person at the beginning that said that her friends back at home help her to feel less stressed. I'm going back home tomorrow and I can't wait to see my friends again, but I think most of us have work to do during the Christmas break. So. I mean, we're going to be together and at least we can stress together, but yeah, <laughs> we're I going mean, to do work and stress. Yeah, that's a great thing. Honestly, I mean, to be honest, I don't even know what I do to de-stress other than just sit on my PC and watch videos and just eat a lot. I eat too much to de-stress. The thing is, I usually procrastinate. Yeah. And when I'm procrastinating, I'm not stressing. I'm only stressing when I'm like one week away from the deadline. Yeah, yeah. So when I'm... I, I, I only stress when I'm one week away and if I'm stressing I procrastinate again so it's, it's just a cycle <laughs> it goes on and on and cycle. on you know what? I feel like a lot of students can really really like relate to that um, but yeah it's so important to de-stress uh, during your Christmas break because it gives you a nice fresh yep. mindset for when you go back in January you know you can act on those uh, New Year's resolutions my New Year's resolution is definitely to uh, show up to my classes a lot more sorry uh, sorry Simon <laughs> you go um, yeah <laughs> <laughs> But um, yeah, no, that, that's definitely one of my things. So obviously to de-stress is like a big thing, a big part of that because it just makes you, it gets rid of that like drained feeling, so you know? do you believe in the New Year's resolutions? Oh yeah, yeah, I swear by those. And do you, mm, 
Okay, because I try. Yeah. I really try. Yeah. <laughs> because the other day I was thinking, um, okay, if I had um, New Year's resolution, what would it be? Mm -hmm. And I was like, yeah, stop procrastinating. I have that resolution for years now, and it, it's not been working for me. No, I think it honestly just it depends on how you go about it. Like you just need to break it down into a little more like bite-sized pieces because I had a thing where I did I wanted to stop procrastinating so I just sort of avoid you know for example I play Sims a lot I'm addicted to Sims, Sims. yeah Sims 4 I'm addicted to but I literally stopped paying for my uh, EA membership so that I but could not play free. for Sims but now it's free so, <laughs> so EA, not you <laughs> yeah, EA is like totally against me right now oh, Sims is so good it is really really good I'm so the happy it's free is, Oh, don't tell me about Sims. Oh, no, I cannot <laughs> procrastinate this Christmas break, Leah. Don't, don't make me do it. You still got because your technology project to do. I, I have my, I have everything to do, to yeah. be honest, except this show. Like, yeah. this show is the only thing keeping me away from not being already at home. Yep. So, yeah, I thank you, Simon, again. I hear you, 100%. Right, so now it's time for our long-anticipated artist spotlight. We introduce to you Pabby, a Leicester-based artist who is exploding in the local music scene. Honestly, his music is just something else. It just puts you on a different planet every time. So here's Pabby with a few words. Hi, I'm Pabby, and this song's called Again. It's basically about how you get a high or feeling good and then you crash again. And it's basically the come down feeling sad again. I started music back in late 2019, early 2020. And the only reason I make music is because my friends forced me to. They like push me, like, come on, man, you can do it. Like, you can make music, I believe in you. And I'd never touched a mic before. And then since then, I've fallen in love with making music. That's all I do. I live for it. I would say it keeps me sane, to be honest. You're listening to Word on the Street, and here's my latest release called Again. That was Pabby with, again, big ups to Pabby. What a great song. It had my head bopping the entire time, I can't lie to you. And this has to be my favorite artist spotlight so far. So far. If you want to hear more from Pabby, his Instagram is at Pabby Who. Do you know Pabby? 
You know what? I've I've spoke to him on Instagram from time to time. He's just a really cool guy, very chill. Um, and he was more than happy to come on the show, you know, support us. And yeah, he's he's just a wicked guy, honestly. And his music really matches his vibe as well because mm. he's just a very chilled person, like very laid back, relaxed. So yeah, big up, Pabby. <laughs> I mean, I like the song. Yeah. It, I would say it's not something that I would usually hear like day-to-day -day basis. Yeah, yeah. But sometimes when I need to just, you know. <laughs> need a little boogie. <laughs> exactly. Why I would just go. Yeah. Why not? Uh, so, it is time to reveal the winner of our online giveaway, which uh, unfortunately we only have one answer, but, <laughs> well, the right answer to what is Frosty the Snowman's nose made of is a button. So, we have uh, the right answer from at Ruse. Gracia? How do you pronounce that? Ruse Gracias. Oh, there you go. There you go. So, Iwan, but I can spill, spin, I had, I had, <laughs> we had all, everything prepared for like spinning a wheel, see whoever was gonna win, and again, I just spin the wheel, and we have good. <laughs> Ruiz! <laughs> Yay, Iwan! <laughs> Shout out to Ruiz. Thank you to Ruiz for getting involved. We'll send your voucher for a free 45 minute photo shoot for up to six people over to Yay. you right now. And for those of you who didn't win, look on the bright side. Don't think you cared, but even if you did, at least you got to listen to this amazing show. What it, it, it is, it is an amazing show. Yeah, <laughs> and we've still got some more time. So should we rapid fire some general Christmas questions at each other? Let's go, because we didn't, no one picked uh, the silver, yeah, we, the you silver know what? bubbles. We were saying there's a curse of the silver bauble because there <laughs> absolutely no one got because a silver bauble. Leah took like three red bu bubbles out of it and even still people <laughs> got the red one yeah. instead of the silver one yeah so do you want to start yeah i'm gonna Just riddle me yeah i'm gonna no i'm gonna give you a general oh. knowledge we've had enough riddles okay 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 i'm not gonna look all right let's go how many tips does a snowflake have no cheating i'm not i'm not i swear <laughs> i want to go to six yeah, you got that right. Yeah? Yeah. Yay. You definitely But anyways. <laughs> no, I did. I swear to God, I didn't look to my paper. Okay, okay. Okay. It's, it's my turn. Let me pick one for me from for you. Um How tall was the world's tallest snowman? You know what? I actually can't remember this one. Mm, yes. Even though I wrote these questions. Um I would say around I think it was around like a hundred feet. A hundred and twenty-two feet. That that was close, close enough. enough. Where's yeah. my prize? I'll take. <laughs> Where <laughs> well, is my prize? You don't have anything. Oh, okay. We gave away all of our prizes. That's that's. What are you doing for your Christmas break, by the way? Me, actually, I have no idea. Um, I'm probably gonna do the smart thing and stay in Leicester to work. But other than that, I'm just gonna cook. You know, on the actual Christmas day, do my classic. I do not cook turkey. Hate turkey. Had this debate last Christmas on our show. I'm vegetarian. We don't need to. Are you actually? I am. I, I just <laughs> learned something new about you. I am vegetarian. You. That's crazy. But I think this Christmas, only this Christmas, yeah. I'm going to open an exception to cod because in my house we do such a good cod. We like potato. Oh, yeah. Ooh. I cannot wait. Yeah, that sounds <laughs> so really So I'm going to open just a really small, small exception. Yeah. Okay. 
So, anyways, thank you so much for listening to Word on the Street. Special thanks to Nick Cole and Chris Desai for coming on the show. Another thank you to everyone listening to those who came to the giveaway and participated in the Vox Pops. And finally, another big thank you to our team in the studio for another smooth show. Yeah, Leanne and Jinge. Let's go. <laughs> One last big thank you to the Vintage Sheen, Millie's Cookies and Wing Photography and Coco Amor for contributing to today's show with their prices. Uh, thank you so much for listening and we wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Have a nice Christmas. See you next year. Bye. Bye. Word on the street. 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 Word on the street.